game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay live at Dodger Stadium until 11.30 tonight right here on AM570 LA Sports. The Dodgers win their 109th game of the season, defeating the Rockies by a final score of 10-1. Clayton Kershaw, six scoreless innings tonight to improve his record to 11-3. Kershaw, six scoreless with four strikeouts probably his last start of the regular season. I don't see the Dodgers pitching Kershaw on regular rest, although there is a long layoff between the end of the regular season and the Dodgers' first game of the NLDS. Uh, The final game of the regular season is next Wednesday, so that's a five-day layoff between then and game one of the NLDS. Of course, the Dodgers are going to have simulated games, but There's a reason why they called them simulated games, but we'll see how the Dodgers play it out. If Kershaw was to pitch again this regular season, it would be the finale of the regular season. And we have seen him pitch the last day of the regular season and go, you know, an abbreviated start, maybe three innings just to get some work in. So we'll see how Dave Roberts and the Dodgers want to play it out. But Kershaw certainly has been phenomenal since coming off the injured list to begin September. Tonight was his sixth start since coming off the injured list with his lower back pain. Um, And uh, he is 4-0 now with an ERA of 150 in those six starts since coming off the injured list with that bad back. And uh, if he's healthy, he's really good. We saw him in his last start. Uh, in San Diego, or excuse me, before San Diego here at Dodger Stadium, throw 19 curveballs. When he's throwing that many curveballs, that's a great indication his back is feeling good. Tonight, 13 curveballs, 37 fastballs, and 38 sliders. Pure sliders, not cutters, sliders. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's head downstairs to here from the Dodger Ace. He's on Sportsnet LA. Uh, yeah, I feel fine physically. This was a tough one, uh, stuff-wise. It wasn't very good. Um, so I had to grind through a lot of guys on base. and um, Just overall just didn't have the best stuff tonight. But, you know, I think uh, every once in a while that happens, you're going to have to grind. And thankfully our guys put up a bunch of runs tonight. So gave myself a lot of breathing room, which was great. And, um yeah, just guys came out swinging tonight, which is awesome. How challenging is it just when the innings are a little bit longer and you're just down and in between and kind of trying to stay ready and stay warm? How do you manage to do that? Yeah, you know, I think I've got a pretty decent routine now if innings go long. You know, our team uh, our team has a lot of long innings. You know, we, we uh, draw a lot of walks, get a lot of hits, a lot of foul balls. So um, as a pitcher, it's our job to be ready to go that first pitch, that next inning. So. Whatever I do, whatever I got to do, I don't sit down a ton after we get one out. Uh, move around, throw some stuff in the cage just to make sure. And um, yeah, I physically felt fine tonight. Just uh, stuff-wise, wasn't great. 
faced a, a second and third one out situation there. Diaz coming up, going for a punch out that situation. Um, ideally, but you know, early in the game, you just don't want to have a big inning. So I mean, I think you're just trying to get an out there, however you can, especially when you fall behind three one. You know, it's you don't want to load the bases and have a really big inning. So I wasn't really focusing on any one particular type of out, just trying to get an out. Through the World Series, uh, how significant is that just for you guys? Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, I think um, I think travel-wise too. You know, I think the playoffs this season is a little different travel-wise. They don't have that extra off day in between. So, um, if you can be home as much as possible, that's that's huge. So, uh, we love playing here, obviously. So, um, we'll take that for sure. Dave said he could see you locking in with October coming. Is that something that, after all these years, it kind of comes natural to you? You know what it, you know what it takes. You know where you need to be. No, I mean, I, it's just a start-by-start -start basis. You know, tonight wasn't great. Team played awesome. Um, you know, I think I, I said this before, but you know, when you when you have a huge lead, when you've secured home field, all that stuff, um, you have a tendency to tinker. You have a tendency to you know get everybody perfect, and that's just not the way baseball works. Nobody's perfect. We've been playing for seven, eight months, so it doesn't matter how much time off or how much rest or how much how many games you're up. Um, you are what you are at this point. How difficult is it to kind of battle that? Like to not you know, be like, I got to fix this, I got to fix that, like mentally? <laughs> yeah, you just have to, I mean, for me, I just have to just remember to try to compete. You know, I think um, you can get in your head a little bit about making pitches a certain way or however you want it to look. But at the end of the day, you just got to get the hitter out uh, regardless of the situation. So I try to remember that as best you can. But yeah, when you're not playing for much, it definitely is more of a challenge than not. All right, there's Clayton Kershaw. He obviously has been through this before. Uh, there's nothing new that is going to uh, take him off guard. He certainly has been there before in his illustrious Hall of Fame caliber career. And tonight, six scoreless innings. And that's what makes him so impressive. He is going to find a way. Even when he doesn't have his best stuff, as he was describing, isn't that what separates him from others? He competes, and he finds a way and others would crumble when you don't have your best stuff. Those are the nights that separate pitchers like Kershaw from the others when you don't have your best stuff. It's not always going to be perfect, and he did more than just hang in there and compete. He uh, pitched six scoreless innings, albeit against the Rockies, not a great hitting team, but nonetheless a major league lineup. 866-987-2570. As far as some more individual things on the table for the Dodgers like Freddie Freeman trying to reach 200 hits for the first time in his career he had one hit tonight in two at bats Dave Roberts took him out you know get him off his feet since uh you know there's not really much for the team to play for but I'm sure Freddie wants as many at bats as possible to try to achieve that personal goal as far as Freeman and the batting title goes, he is still leading, but uh, Jeff McNeil is, of the Mets is getting closer. McNeil of the Mets is now uh, in second place for the second highest batting average in Major League Baseball. Freeman has a 327 batting average, McNeil a 322 batting average, and Paul Goldschmidt in third with a 319 batting average. So there's your batting title update as well. Speaking of updates and championships and the playoffs, Alex Verdugo 
had some very interesting comments tonight uh, to the Boston Globe. He was asked to reflect on his time in Boston, being part of the Mookie Betts trade. He has 39 doubles. He set out to have 40 doubles this season. So on a personal note, that's good news for him. But he had some very interesting comments about the Dodgers' 2020 World Series championship. The former Dodger, Alex Verdugo, told the Boston Globe, quote, they won the World Series. It's a true one for what we call it, but I, sc- but I call it as I see it. It's still a 60-gamer. How about that? Alex Verdugo saying uh, that World Series is a little light, not as impressive as 162. How do you feel about that? Maybe some sour grapes out there in Beantown, a team that's in last place in the AL East. I'm sure he's got to be a little jelly out there in Boston watching the Dodgers have this type of success. 866-987-2570. Look, there's part of me that feels like, you know, maybe a 60-game World Series championship isn't as impressive as 162. But I talked to guys on that 2020 Dodgers team, and I actually talked to a guy that won a World Series in a normal 162 season and that bubble year with the Dodgers. And that is Mookie Betts, who was part of the 2018 World Champion Red Sox. Uh, And he told me, no lie, the 2020 championship was more challenging because uh, you, you, you were in a bubble. It was mentally taxing. You couldn't live your life. You were in a bubble hotel. There were a lot of different restrictions. And, you know, you you didn't – the one thing he would say as far as the concession between a 162 and a 60-game season was the travel. When the Dodgers were in the playoffs, they never had to get on a plane and go to another city. They just stayed in Texas in the bubble. But mentally taxing is what Mookie Betts told me to make it uh, a very challenging run to the World Series championship. Nonetheless – Uh, everybody played under the same rules, the same conditions, and the Dodgers came out on top. And if you go back and podcast 2020 Dodger talk in the spring training of 2020, I told you the Dodgers were built not only to win the National League that year, but also to win the World Series championship. And then the pandemic happened, and the Dodgers' talent still overcame all of those things. Let's go out to the phones for the first time. Bruce who was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Bruce. You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, Dave. Always something interesting to do and say, that say. Thanks for taking the call. My pleasure. Down near the the, um, on-deck circle, I sort of waved at you to ask how the wrist was. I didn't see uh, any cast on, so that was good. I I remember that. Yeah. Um, So my first question, because I was at the game, I didn't listen to any commentary, uh, why was Kershaw out there in the sixth inning when we had a nine-run lead, Houston had already lost, and uh, we need him healthy going deep into November this year? Well, he was he had not had a high pitch count at that point in time. He only threw 88 pitches in six innings. And whether or not the Astros clinched or not, Kershaw is not going to be a five-and-dive type of guy if he can help it. He was uh, doing enough with a big lead, and he only had 88 pitches. And I'll reference another great left-hander in Dodger history, and that is Sandy Koufax, Bruce. Sandy Koufax used to say, as a pitcher, you don't train for a marathon by running sprints. Same thing with pitching, he thought. The more you threw, 
the more equipped you were to pitch longer into games. And Kershaw certainly is a believer in that as well. So you don't want possibly your final start of the regular season to be, you know, 70-something pitches. Yeah, I think he's uh, scheduled to perhaps or at least penciled in to do a tune-up on Wednesday. And I just sure hope that one's just a short outing. Uh, it usually is in those circumstances. Yeah, because, you know, Sandy couldn't lift his arm above his shoulder by the time he was 30, so let's hope. <laughs> um, as far as Verdugo goes, he's going to go down in history as on the other side of the most lopsided trade in Dodger history. We all know the, the Lionel DeShields was the worst Dodger trade in history. Mookie Betts has to be among the best, if not the best. This guy is going to make Verdugo just look pathetic when he puts his third ring on this year and he could wave 2020 ring at him and 2022 and Verdugo could just like go cry in the corner. All right, Bruce. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Alex Verdugo went down that route with the Boston Globe, uh, basically calling out the Dodgers 2020 World Series championship as not legitimate. And, uh, you know, he's a, uh, he really put himself out there, and Los Angeles has noticed what he is saying. Uh, it's hard to ignore uh, his comments, and uh, you know, for him to say they won it, it's a true one for what we call it, but I still call it as I see it. It's still a 60-gamer. Wow. Former Dodger Alex Verdugo not recognizing the 2020 World Series championship by the Dodgers. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of lopsided trades, I agree with you, Bruce. Uh, the Dodgers fleeced the Red Sox. Uh, they, they gave up nothing for one of the most dynamic players in Major League Baseball uh, of this generation, certainly. And maybe the most under the radar, I guess if you could call it that, or most underappreciated signing this past offseason has to be the Dodgers signing Freddie Freeman. I mean, how many teams lose a player like Corey Seager and get better by signing a player like Freddie Freeman, who is on his way to winning a batting championship, who does all the right things on the baseball field uh, when a situation calls for it, he is going to do his best to try to deliver in that situation and not just try to swing for the fences or be obsessed just with his swing. Freddie Freeman, to me, I know how great he is, and maybe that's part of the reason why it's taken for granted, but let's give the Dodgers some credit here for being at the right place at the right time to lure Freeman away from Atlanta when things went south, and he has to be. If you had to give out an award, for the best off-season pickup, trade, or signing, it has to be Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. Let's go out to Gene, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Gene. You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, Dave. Um, First-time caller. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for listening. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say I listen to you on iHeartRadio every morning. I live in Claremont, so I'm about an hour and ten minutes into East L.A. I I work in... um, in city of commerce and I listen to you, I get to work and people flock to me about, uh, about baseball because I listen to your show and I can, uh, I have a, I'm a genius these days at work. <laughs> I always let them know, listen to uh, iHeartRadio, listen to David Vasse and you'll, you'll have my knowledge. But, uh, 
That's all. Great show. I love listening to you, and thank you. Well, thank you, Gene. I appreciate it, and I'm not responsible for anything going wrong. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> Cheers. All right, Gene, thanks a lot for the phone call, and thanks a lot for listening. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Rockies tonight by a final score of 10-1. to Kershaw improved his record to 11-3. The Dodgers now have won 27 of their last 33 games here at Dodgers Stadium, the best record in baseball with 109 wins and certainly the best record uh, of any team at home and the Dodgers have been so dominant here at Dodgers Stadium the last uh, 10 years. They have a lot of great talent, but they deliver as well. Also going on around baseball tonight, a couple of teams punched their ticket to the postseason. The Tampa Bay Rays beating the Houston Astros, in turn giving the Dodgers home field advantage throughout the postseason, also punched their ticket as one of the American League wildcard teams, as well as the Seattle Mariners who had a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to punch their wild-card ticket in the American League and end the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball currently at 21 years. The Seattle Mariners are going to the playoffs. So, in the American League, the playoff field is set. The seeding is not. We know that the Astros and Yankees are the top two seeds, but we don't know where these wildcard teams are going to fit. Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Seattle are the American League wildcard teams. In the National League, uh, it's still undecided who, uh, which three National League teams are going to be the wild card teams. The Padres obviously look like they are going to be one of them, but their magic number is three with five to play, and the Brewers are still hanging around. The Brewers are only a half game out of a playoff spot behind the Phillies, and the Phillies are going to play a doubleheader tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. And as far as the number two seed in the National League, is it going to be the Mets or is it going to be the Braves? Well, it very well may be decided this weekend because the Mets and Braves started a three-game series in the Big Apple and our guy, Kenley Jansen, got himself into a ninth-inning jam tonight at City Field and got himself out of that jam to save a 5-2 victory for the Atlanta Braves. And the Mets and Braves now have the same record in the NL East. And the next two games are going to be pivotal to see who is the wild card team and who is the second seed in the National League. And by the way, speaking of Kenley Jansen, Want to send out happy birthday wishes to the all-time L.A. Dodgers saves leader, Kenley Jansen, who got a big save uh, for the Braves in New York tonight. So happy birthday, Kenley Jansen. Let's go back out to the phones. Temecula, Ryan, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Dave? Long-time listener. Uh, hope your ribs are doing all right. Hey, I uh, could sneeze with no pain anymore, Ryan. It's a big victory these days. That is good to hear. Uh, no, I just my my concern right now is uh, you know another good win by the Dodgers tonight, another good uh, outing by Kershaw. It's just uh, all of our runs seem to come in like one inning, and uh, you know that's going into not the playoffs, true. we need to. That's not true. Uh, that just happened that tonight. We always have big innings. It seems like, and uh, I just feel like the Dodgers need to. Well, why would you, you know, complain about a big together. inning, Ryan? I feel like you're so nervous. Everybody's so nervous. I mean, whatever you think, it's. 
The Dodgers are the best team in baseball, 109 wins, Ryan. Whether they score eight runs in the fourth inning or, you know, four runs in the fifth inning on a particular night, uh, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you win, especially in October. No, I understand. It's just, uh, you know, going especially after the last Padres series, scoring one game the first uh, game, scoring one run the first game and, you know, no runs until the 10th inning on uh, the – what was that, the last game or the yeah, game before? The, ten, the middle game. I just game. feel like we need to you know, string some hits together, you know, throughout the game instead of, you know. Ryan, it's good Ryan, that we're what, all... take a breath. I want you to take a deep breath right now, Ryan, and I want you to repeat after me. The Dodgers have the best record in baseball with 109 wins. Can you say that the for Dodgers us? The Dodgers have the best record with 109 wins, and we will win the World Series. You didn't say that, but I will. There you go, Ryan. Just take a deep breath, Ryan. Everything's going to be okay. Thanks for the phone call. All right. I mean, it feels like everybody's trying to poke holes at this Dodger team. And look, am I going to say they're invincible? No. Am I going to say they're a perfect team? I don't believe there's a perfect team in baseball this year. That's very hard to come by. Every team has its flaws, and the Dodgers are no different. But if you look at that Padres series, for example— the Padres are contending to be a playoff team. They believe they were playing good baseball going into that series. They believe that they could possibly beat the Dodgers in a five-game series. The Dodgers offensively were at their worst that I have seen them, especially in the first two games of that series, for a very long time. I had not seen the Dodgers leave that many men on base and be that poor with runners in scoring position the first two games of that series. The Padres barely beat the Dodgers in extra innings the first night, and they got shut out by the Dodgers in 10 innings the next night, and then yesterday the Dodgers put it on them. So you, even at their worst, the Dodgers are significantly better than the second-best team in the National League West. Just put that in perspective. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Bay, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Bay. You're on Dodger Talk. David Vasse, I'm a huge fan. Thank you very much for taking my call. I've, I've talked to you in the past. I wanted to give a shout-out to Maury Wills and their family and uh, let them know that they're in our, our thoughts and prayers. Just wanted to make a quick comment. and uh, I was really impressed by the way the Dodgers passed the baton tonight. It's really nice to see Cody Bellinger and Chris Taylor, who struggled you know, lately, come step up to the plate and then do their thing. And, you know, you, you got to give it to Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman like you were talking about earlier. Also, real quick, Alex Verdugo, it's too bad you're jelly like that. I like what you said, David. <laughs> I know, right? Wouldn't you be jelly playing for the Red Sox while Mookie and the Dodgers are playing showtime out here? 100%. It's disappointing to hear him say those things. But you know what? He can watch it on TV, right? Hey, babe, by the way, how do you think Kike Hernandez feels when he reads that? Kike Hernandez was on the 2020 Dodgers, and their teammates in Boston right now. How do you think Kike Hernandez feels about Alex Verdugo calling out his only World Series championship? I, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't think Kike's uh, too happy about that. What do you think, David? No, I don't think so either. I think if he had the talent to rap, he might be like Shaq. Hey, Verdugo, tell me how my bleep tastes.
Thanks, Bay. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Tomorrow at 2.30, join us for Instagram Live at AM570LA Sports with Dodger Super Reliever Evan Phillips, hosted by yours truly, brought to you by Ford Truck Month, and it is here. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Oh, we got a couple of lines open. Let's go out to the phones tonight. Kenny was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Kenny. You're on Dodger Talk. David, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm feeling good, Kenny. I'm not flat for this show. Yeah, Quite a difference. I was out there uh, last Friday night, and uh, for a loss, it was just fantastic to see two holes hit two, get to number 700. Yeah. And it was the exact opposite. And I was saying to the folks I was with, I bet that's the most runs the Dodgers have scored in any inning this year. Do you know what the um, number was before tonight? I guess it was more than six. Yeah, it was around six, Kenny. Hey, by the way, speaking of the Albert Pujols 700 home run, Kenny, uh, it was on Apple TV, so basically uh, most people heard the 700th home run on radio. And we played it, obviously, that night by Charlie Steiner and Rick Monday, but nobody has heard the Spanish call from our very own Pepe Iningas. So here it is, Pepe Iningas calling Albert Pujols' 700th home run last week here at Dodger Stadium. Ahí va el elevado profundo al jardín izquierdo, la pelota en el aire, busca la barda. Y esa pelota nunca volverá. El número 700, Albert Pujols. Haciendo historia, el tercer más hombronero de grandes ligas. Barry Bonds, Henry Aaron y ahora Albert Pujols. Oh, yeah, Kenny, what do you think about that? Pepe Iníguez. I, I, I think that's great. I think Jaime would be very proud of that call. All we needed to hear was a goal at the end, but it was fantastic <laughs> and how exciting it was last Friday night. All right, Kenny, thanks for the phone call. Jaime was on the call for Pujols' 699th home run off of Andrew Heaney. That was Pepe making the call of Pujols' 700th home run off of Phil Bickford. And speaking of Pepe and Jaime, tomorrow night, a special night here at Dodger Stadium as Jaime Harin will be honored for his 64 seasons broadcasting Dodger baseball on Spanish radio. The pregame ceremony begins at 5 o'clock, and we will carry it live right here on AM570 LA Sports. Let's play that one more time. Last Friday night, Albert Pujols making history and Pepe Iniguez on the call on the Dodgers Spanish radio broadcast. Ahí va el elevado profundo al jardín izquierdo, la pelota en el aire, busca la barda. Y esa pelota nunca volverá. El número 700. Albert Pujols. Haciendo historia, el tercer más hombronero de grandes ligas. Barry Bonds, Henry Aaron y ahora Albert Pujols. Oh, yeah, those pipes of Pepe Iniguez. Love it, love it. There it was, Albert Pujols' 700th career home run heard on Dodgers Spanish Radio. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk and check in with a member of that broadcast crew, our very own Jose Moda, after the Dodgers win their 109th game of the season with a 10-1 to victory over the Rockies on AM570 LA Sports.
570. Dodger Talk is available on am570lasports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger insider David Basse. First and third, nobody out. one nothing Dodgers, bottom of the fourth. Bellinger with a shot to right. Back goes Taglia at the wall, and it's gone! A home run! A three-run shot for Cody Bellinger. And the Dodgers take a four-to-nothing lead. Oh, a belly bomb here at Dodger Stadium. First home run for Cody Bellinger since August 21st. A three-run home run in an eight-run fourth inning for the Dodgers as they blow out the Rockies tonight 10-1. This is the first of six games here between the Dodgers and Rockies to close out the season. The Dodgers win their 109th game of the year. Daniel Stuhler's home run forecast congratulates Annie Testa of Altadena, who receives a $50 Daniel Stuhler's gift card. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We'll get back to your phone calls in just a moment. And also, we'll hear from Justin Turner, who missed, uh, who was not in the starting lineup again. He's been dealing with uh, a bad left foot, bad left shin after fouling a ball off last homestand during that double header here at Dodger Stadium against the Diamondbacks. But first, we want to check in with Jose Moda. Jose Man, what a call by Pepe and Ninguez last week for Albert's 700th home run. It was pretty awesome, wasn't it? I mean, uh, overall, I think anybody with a Dodgers family, obviously that was there um, last season, has a, a nice time with Albert. So to me, with Pepe, obviously Jaime, I heard 699. Um, it, it sounded like a Dodger hit it, and I think it's fabulous because the crowd reacted the same way. Outstanding job, and Dave, I, I congratulate you and commend you for playing it. And, and Espanol, just like a, a lot of these new ads I keep hearing in Espanol on AM570, that's absolutely fantastic. Hey, Grande Liga aquí, Jose. This, this is Grande Liga, let me tell you, man. There's no bias here. Everybody's involved. Jose. Speaking of Grande Liga and home runs, Cody Bellinger. We haven't seen him hit a home run in quite some time. We've seen him work before every single game. Are we starting to see some of the fruits of his labor tonight? I'm going to go back to uh, two weeks ago, okay? Uh, the, the results have not been there, but Cody Bellinger has been putting in the work, um, has been looking at different avenues as to how to improve, as you mentioned earlier in the show. And it's good to see guys get results. I mean, there's so many times we've seen Cody Bellinger, you know, hit a hard ball up the middle, a hard ball the other way, a hard ball to the right side, and just come back to the dugout, you know, with his with his head down. It's it's discouraging to us to see him put on the work because, as former players and somebody that failed a lot, I, I know the feeling, man. It's it's tough. You want to see results because you want to play, and I think overall, what's going to help Cody Bellinger the most going forward is he needs to play the rest of the season. Okay, there's no need for off days. They're going to have five off days after the season's over, just so you can continue to build off of it. Um, the most encouraging thing for me, Dave, was the type of swing that he took, the type of approach that he took. It made a big difference. He wasn't trying to hit the ball, you know, 560 feet. Yeah. It was pretty much hard contact, cover the plate, and let it go. Trust your stuff. What did you think about the other hits? He pulled them down the first baseline. I like anything that's pulled because of location or because of speed, it's fine. But when he tries to pull because he's thinking home runs, you see all the long foul balls 
you know, back in the you know upper deck and second deck and things like that. It's, it's much different. But I'm seeing more foul balls straight back, straight left side, and foul balls the other way. Um, so naturally, he is a pole hitter. Um, and the way they pitch to him, too, has a lot to do with it. That's why they put that defense on the other side. But anything he hits hard, I don't care where it goes. At this point in his career of this season, it's a plus. Jose Moda is joining us after the Dodgers win their 109th game of the year with a 10-1 to victory over the Rockies. Speaking of playing every day, there's only five more games to go in the regular season. How about seeing more of Miguel Vargas, Jose? They called up this youngster, and he had, he's had sporadic playing time. With the way that Gallo, Thompson, Taylor, and Bellinger have been struggling, why not try to give Vargas more at-bats to see if he can be the guy? I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, uh, I was talking to a veteran player today, and um, he goes, hey, sometimes not knowing enough, it's the best thing. And, you know, he doesn't know any better right now. He's playing baseball. He's not caught up on anything else but trying to just have a nice month and carry off of this for some of the big leagues. But he really has a knack uh, with men in scoring position. I'll say men on base because his father was so stressful on him in being able to keep innings alive and having good at-bats and hitting the ball the other way. Um, Dave, you watch batting practice. This guy's hitting home runs the other way and hitting the wall to right center field like he's a left-handed batter. Uh, that's just pretty much a, a, a sure foundation about hitting. That's why he'll become better with the breaking balls. Everybody in the big leagues, including him, is going to be taken to school when it comes down to hitting the breaking ball because they're better here and they repeat it better uh, and then make you chase. But I like what I see with this guy. And he's forcing his hand saying, hey, I'm here. Don't forget about me. And Gives a good at bat. He's versatile enough. Nice footwork today, by the way, around the bag at first base. Um, we can play some third. You know, work really hard this afternoon in the outfield over in right field. So, Dave, I'm right with you. Why not? Yeah, and Jose Vizcaino was our pregame guest today, Jose, and he told me or told us that the most impressive part about Miguel Vargas is his work ethic. Every single day he's out here taking ground balls and then asking for more in the outfield, and he asked for more today with Mookie Betts trying to learn right field with the sun out there just to be prepared in case that comes up. You're absolutely right. You know, on uh, these playoff games, you know, starting times, you know, it's not going to be uh, 7 o'clock as you are, you know, used to in regular season. So he's pretty much in his mindset getting prepared for whatever the Dodgers need to go out there and be the best possible player he can be if the time is for him to be in that roster. I, I love that. All right, Jose, looking forward to the final five games of the regular season. We'll see you back out here at Dodger Stadium when we honor Jaime Harin at 5 o'clock before the 6-10 game between the Dodgers and Rockies. It'll be very special for Jaime, for the fans, for all of us, and certainly be sitting in with him in that booth. That makes it more special and more emotional for me, for sure. All right, Jose, we'll look forward to it. Should be a special night, and we'll talk to you about it tomorrow night. Okay, mi amigo. All right, there he goes, Jose Moda, Dodger broadcaster. And, yes, tomorrow night is the night the Dodgers are going to honor Jaime Harin, who is in his final season calling Dodger games. And there will be a pregame ceremony beginning at 5 o'clock that we will carry live right here on AM570 LA Sports. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We will hear from Justin Turner in just a moment, but we want to get out to the calls. Let's start in Long Beach. Nick, you're on Dodger Talk. Thanks for being patient. Oh, no problem. Uh, what a game, and I am ready for these po this postseason. How are you feeling about it, David? 
I'm feeling better than most, Nick. I'm not as nervous as uh, some of the Dodger fans that have called in tonight. I, I feel like there's nothing more that they can prove in the regular season. We just got to see them perform in October. Yeah, I think it's more of a uh, testament, testament to them, less about this team. Because to your point, this team is not the team, any team that's ever been, uh, as we saw with the 109 wins. And I couldn't be, for the first time probably ever, any more confident that whoever we face, uh, you know, we're going to have the upper hand from start to finish. And a question to, for you, David, given what the Dodgers did last year uh, with battling with the Giants and now seeing what the Braves and the Mets are doing kind of down to the wire, do you feel like that, that kind of emotional matchup right up to the end is going to spill into maybe being a little bit tired into the postseason, a la the Dodgers after they – beat the Giants last year? No doubt. Uh, I just saw Dodger players not only physically spent, we've seen them emotionally spent after going down the wire and then after that having to play a five-game series against the Giants in the NLDS. That just took a lot out of them. And then having to fly to Atlanta to play game one of the NLCS even tougher. And that is what the winner of the best of three wild card series is going to have to face. Whether it's in Atlanta or New York, no matter who comes out of there, is going to have to fly across the country from the East Coast to play the Dodgers, who are going to be super well-rested, five days off, pitching lined up, players ready to go, sleeping in their own beds, just waiting for them to uh, come to Dodger Stadium, the lion's den of the National League. So they are in such a great spot, Nick. Yeah, it's like Freddie said the other night. He's never heard a stadium louder than that Juan Uribe home run a few years back when he was on the other side. And so come to L.A., see what happens, everybody. Hey, Nick, do you want to come to the Dodger game tomorrow night? Yeah, I would love to. I'm sorry, not tomorrow, Sunday. I got tickets for Fan Appreciation Day. Hey, you know what? Who can say no? I'd love to. Yes, sir. All right, Nick, congratulations. You got a pair of tickets to Sunday's game, Fan Appreciation Day here at Dodger Stadium, and it is all from your home of the Dodgers and 570 LA Sports. Let's go out to Newport Beach. Michael, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Michael. David, how are you, buddy? Uh, I got to say what a pleasure it was to meet you last week uh, in San Diego with your buddy, with your cousin, Pasquale in, in the suite there. That was really amazing to re, to meet the uh, the newly appointed Dodger royalty, David Vasse. Uh, I don't know about uh, that, but it was great meeting you too. And what a great view from the Light Tower suite up there. I, I I broke my way in, so I appreciate you guys having me. It was a great vantage point, but I did want to, you know, I didn't get to watch the game tonight, so I'm getting caught up with you guys here. But uh, I did want to ask uh, your opinion on on the closing situation and uh, what if you if you feel that uh dave dave is uh on track to make the decision the right decision to get the right guys in play to to uh to, to keep that closing position tight for the playoffs yeah no doubt and look everybody's wondering can you win a championship without having a single closer well i point to the last champion that celebrated on the field at Dodger Stadium, the 2018 Boston Red Sox, who removed Craig Kimbrell as their closer during that World Series run for Boston. And they pieced it together. They had different guys close. And if you remember, 
Chris Sale was the one on the mound for the final out of the 2018 season. So the Dodgers can do it this way. And the way Tommy Canely is pitching certainly adds a different element to the Dodgers in October if he can continue to pitch the way he is. So that's the direction we're going with Kanye. Um, you know, it's interesting. Not Dave just Canely. You know, it's going to be basically matchups. Whoever is matching up, and if it's a game seven or a game five, all hands on deck. We've seen that before. Well, I guess we have to have faith in Dave the Skipper, and I, I certainly do. So it'll be a it'll be a, a good run. Looking forward to it, Dave. Great, great talking to you, man. All right, thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. Yeah, that's the biggest question. I know many of you have. How are the Dodgers going to get the final three outs of a playoff game? And look. It's one thing to face a grouping of hitters in the seventh inning. It's one thing even to face them in the eighth inning. But the ninth inning, especially in October, is not for everybody. Uh, The Dodgers are going to put their players in the best position to succeed. But uh, Tommy Canely and Evan Phillips do have that type of dog-closer mentality that you need to have in the ninth inning. And... If David Price is part of this postseason roster and it's the right grouping of hitters, he's not scared of anybody. He's been there before. Uh, Andrew Heaney, he's going to be in the bullpen. There's a number of different options. Chris Martin, Yancy Almonte, Alex Vesia against lefties. The Dodgers have and believe they have enough good pitching in their bullpen to throw at any matchup that they may encounter from the sixth inning on. Let's go out to Las Vegas. Sergio, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Sergio. Hey, David. Nice to talk to you again. I'm actually, uh, I left Vegas uh, on my way back to Santa Monica to my parents' house because we have to be, or we're going to be at Jaime Arrin's celebration tomorrow. You know what? Being a Latino growing up in the 70s, I learned baseball and I learned Dodger baseball by listening to Jaime Arrin because my mom and my dad Spanish speakers, that's what we had on. And, you know, uh, I was fortunate uh, with my daughter and my mom to be at Finney's uh, farewell weekend. I think we went to two out of the three games that um, that weekend, and it was just fitting. Uh, I'm going to scoop my mom up, and uh, we're going to go to the game tomorrow and basically uh, cheer on Mr. Harin and uh, just give him a thanks because, you know, he's a big part of, uh, uh, of uh, L.A. sports fans. And telling your... Oh, Sergio, you cut out on the 15. Been there before. Maybe you're passing Barstow. Uh, but totally felt the emotion from you. And I was actually talking to Jaime before the game today. And I just expressed to him that it's somewhat of an emotional attachment that you and others in your... You and others that had parents that listened to Jaime growing up, uh, it's an emotional attachment, not only just to Jaime, but to your parents. Uh, It's that connection that makes radio the great medium that it is. And certainly tomorrow night, uh, he deserves uh, the celebration of his great career because he has meant so much to so many of you. And look forward to celebrating him tomorrow night. And we will cover and carry that pregame ceremony beginning at 5 o'clock. 
Before we say goodnight, I want you to hear from Justin Turner, who missed his third straight game tonight with a lower left leg injury. He had fouled a ball off in his first at-bat of the first game of the doubleheader last week against the Diamondbacks. And Dave Roberts said it's a shin bruising of sorts. I was staring at his left leg in the clubhouse before the game, so he decided to answer my questions. Uh, that's all the time I have for today, guys. <laughs> How's your shin? Uh, shin's all right. Uh, just continue to get worked on and, and treated on. So, um, you know, I fouled a ball off of it in my first at bat of that doubleheader, off my foot actually, and then uh, the next day in the game took a swing and felt it kind of start to bark and been kind of playing with it for the last ten or so days and um, just thought that. Let's try to take a few days and get it completely out of there so I can go into, uh, you know, the last few days of the season, the postseason, feeling good. So do you think this is something that might linger or you feel like you got it in time? No, I feel like, you know, that's why we're slowing things down is, is so it doesn't linger. Did you have to drain anything? Did it no, drain? no, I haven't drained anything. Just, just treatment, just good old... You know, uh, good old Nate Lucero's hands, you know, push, pushing things around down there. So uh, be all good. Nate Lucero, one of the great Dodger trainers down there that takes care of these Dodger players to get them ready for every single game. And look, five more games to go in the regular season. No need to rush 37-year-old Justin Turner. And he did show me his left shin. There was no major discoloration. It was very ginger. So that's a very good sign for the Dodgers. Tomorrow night, game two of the six-game series between the Dodgers and Rockies. Kyle Freeland will be on the mound. He's 9-11 with an ERA of 463. Going up against Michael Grove, who is 1-0 with an ERA of 407. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 5 o'clock with the Jaime Harin pregame ceremony. First pitch between the Dodgers and Rockies will be at 6:10. That'll do it for us tonight on Dodger Talk. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. In case you missed our pregame conversation with Jose Vizcaino, you could find it on the iHeartRadio app as well. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. And thanks to you for listening. The Dodgers win their 109th game of the season with a 10-1 blowout win over the Rockies. Have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.